So recently, I've been extremely picky about the candles that I keep around the house. A lot of home fragrances don't really smell natural. They're not really sweet and have a lot of chemicals. And after learning that the candle industry contributes to an insurmountable amount of non-recyclable waste, carbon emissions, and just toxicity in the air, that has changed the way that I select the candles that I keep in my house. And that's why I'm so glad that Notes Candles exist. They're on a mission to help eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option without giving up high-quality fragrance that smells amazing. The candle industry has a major problem, which is almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year in almost all of them. And I mean all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next one million years. That's right. A million. Insane. But Notes Candles has created a solution. They have a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel again and again and again. So you don't become a part of the problem. And it's so easy to use. The candles are made with fragrance wax beads. So all you have to do is place the wick in your reusable Notes jar, fill it up with wax beads, enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours, and then do it all over again. And you're ready for a new one. And you don't have to settle for less exciting fragrances with notes either. In fact, their collection of almost 13 fragrances are handcrafted by fragrance experts at their home base in South Carolina that are insane. I have a few of these here. Me and Jordan have been using them and I love it. Me and Jordan both are really big candle users, ironically, and so we can't get enough of this. And they have all these interesting one-of-a-kind fragrances like oak milk, vanilla, pepperwood, potassio, rose water all of them are amazing so be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality fragrance by making the switch to notes you can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandles.com slash just different right now notes is giving our listeners 15 percent off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using code just different just use code just different when placing your order that's code just different at notescandle.com dot com slash just different all right yo what's up welcome back to the just different podcast where we talk everything faith life and culture so look y'all this conversation today was completely impromptu me and jordan had something else down on the list that we were going to speak about today and for whatever reason we hop into the studio and we're talking about something almost completely unrelated we're getting into the music business streaming all of these other things. And then we stumble across this conversation and we get so deep into it. We literally just decided to take it all the way and and talk for nearly an hour. And the premise of this was we cannot put God in a box. God will, can, and does use anything to represent him and use for his glory. He is not limited to being seen or known, felt, or heard in a Sunday service or through images of crosses and crowns of thorns. You can literally step outside to look at the stars and the sky and creation, and you can see him in that if you have the faith to do so. And this all was sparked because we start in Romans 1, 20, and it says, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse." meaning that he is in everything and will use everything. And with that, and we all have our own individual gifts that God wants to use for his glory. And so we can't count out what God is counting on because it doesn't look the way we think because we're putting him in a box. So this was 
crazy. So this was crazy. Absolutely amazing. We've been having some of my favorite conversations here lately. And this was one of those as well. So anyways, we hope you all enjoy this and we love y'all. Here's episode 146. Yeah, that's always interesting to me. I believe like art is, you know, it just exists. So I don't know. You can't, obviously what we talk about, can't put a Christian or label on whether it it meets that criteria or not. But, you know, there's a a lot of people like that. Like there's so many people who make music. I mean, there's levels. There's levels. Like there's people who just be like, I heard wild. There's some people who just make music (laughs) that are Christian, but, you know, you may not necessarily find those explicit themes yeah. or buzzwords in the music. Right. It doesn't mean it's not there, but you probably wouldn't know. So, I mean, he would probably be an example. I don't know where he's at, like in where he's at with faith, but you know, if he's still from what I was introduced to him by, then I don't ever, I don't see a problem with that. Yeah. Me and Kenny were talking about that with the, uh, the movie we watched after death and how the movie was really about people's after death experiences and, the common theme was they did have like an experience with some light, like a higher power, but there was never blatantly like a, Oh, Jesus is Lord type of thing. Like there was, Mm -hmm. there was never, you know, there was never a, Oh, Jesus is this light or Jesus is the only thing. It was more so just talking, getting people curious, right. Getting people curious about what happened after I die. Like, is there something more? Um, And we were talking about that type of concept where it's like, I was reminded of the verse in Romans, you know, where it talks about how God's invisible qualities have been shown clear through his creation. I love that verse. You feel me? So it's like God is in everything. And this isn't me saying like you can go out and make any type of music, do any type of thing. But, oh, well, God's in everything. Like, but I feel like in a way, like if you're tapped in with God and you're surrendered to him and you're tapped into that type of source because he is the ultimate creator, and you're making something that might not say his name, you can still find it in there, if that makes sense. Like, you can still find him in it. No, I agree. I think I always ask the question, can God's glory be represented, exemplified, and portrayed inexplicitly? Right, exactly. And I think we admit... Oh my! Or, yeah, I yeah, think it's yeah. the same word. I think that might be the no, same. No, of course, meaning. but necess- yeah. like in a way that you don't necessarily have to see or hear what is commonly associated with like Christ in terms of exactly. our, like the gospel being like explicitly like said and right. or there being images of a cross or mm. a crown of thorns or whatever it may be. Can there be imagery mm-hmm. or? other things we come in contact with and experience that can still point us to him. And I would say that, like, I think when I, let's, but you have to, again, and I remember we were talking with John and he was, he was asking us like, what was our, one of our biggest pet peeves. Mm -hmm. And I said, when people put God in a box, Hmm. like you're not going to find him where you're not looking for him. And so it's like, you know, when I go to like, literally I'm, I'm looking out the window right now. Like I can see like, the sun rising to my mm-hmm. right, and then I can see just like the leaves right now, and it's like it's beautiful with like the um the fall time and how everything's changing, and like I can see him, you can see it, yeah, you know what I mean, like yeah. yo his, his quality and i when I come across different videos about even um I know you watch like planet Earth or yeah, something like that, yeah, yeah and yeah. when I come across different videos about like the different species like all like in like just mm-hmm. how creation is like formed and all of these different processes, like I'm like, mm-hmm. who could do that but a God mm. you know what I mean, 
But like you have to be, your mind has to be there in order it has to, to be see there, it, bro, bro, bro. Yeah, you you can't like you're not going to be able to see it unless like you are intentively like looking for it and one have the faith to believe that it can be there, that right? Because people think like, okay, he can only be seen in, in a church, like within a Bible study. Right. Like, yo, like I'll be walking down the street when I'm traveling, especially when I'm in New York. I'll see different people, mm. even like fashion, people's different creativity, or like if I'm seeing like a billboard or even like a skyscraper, and I can look at that and be like, man, God, you did that. Mm. You we have to me? realize where all creativity even stemmed from and like what's made. Like even if it's... <laughs> All, like all creativity comes from God, yeah. how it's presented, um, just the distinction is between whether it's perverted and or pure. Right. Right. But Bro, nonetheless, reminded, it's from him. I'm reminded of uh, when we went to um, the uh, transformation, the V3, the V3 conference, right? Right. You remember, was it, it was probably Mike Todd that said it and he was like, bro, look at Tesla, like that that's an idea from god like and he was saying like god is sick of partnering with people who don't believe in him to get his idea across his ideas across on this earth and it's like that like exactly that like that there are secular songs that aren't profane that i feel like god had to partner with someone who didn't believe in him to get that song to this earth you know that song because i'm happy clap along if you feel like a room Bro, that is such a joyful song. Like, bro, I remember when that song came out, everyone was listening to it. Like, that was like a light. Like, you listen to that song, it's making you happy. It's getting you uplifted. Mm-hmm. I believe God mm-hmm. wanted to get that type of song, like, through a believer. Like, but he had to go through someone. And Pharrell's a, bro, he's a mastermind. Like, he's a he's a creative, right? But Fact. it's like, God wants to partner with people who believe in him. And I feel like in, in ways like that, in yeah, and it's just like you have to be tapped into it, though. You have to understand that God is a creative God, and he wants to use these different things, and he has ideas that he wants to get across that aren't necessarily Jesus this, Jesus that, right? Like Tesla don't got the name of Jesus slapped on the model, but it's like that's a very innovative idea that I don't think a human alone can come up with without the inspiration or the breath of God at all. So it's like... Yeah, that's just stuff that goes through my mind, though. No, you mentioned when we were at V3, and that's what I loved about that experience that I tell people is it was very evident in that particular ministry that every gift is used and none of it is wasted. What I mean by that is they're going to integrate the arts, right? Whether that be media, dance, production, graphic design, lights, Mm -hmm. even the art of like theater, and mm-hmm. that aspect. And you remember we were there, y'all. And yeah, we were we were gonna talk about something else, but we was gonna head it, we was gonna head in this direction. <laughs> For everybody's tapped in. We're we're talking about how God's invisible qualities are made known to creation and that we can mm-hmm. see him and he is present in everything. But whenever we were at V three, they whenever they intro the conference, they were talking about no, they weren't talking, but they had an AI up there. You remember mm-hmm. that? I do. So essentially, do. there's this like a screen, and it was like almost like a an Alexa. I don't know what the emblem would be, but like you know when you call up Siri, it was like that. Right. It showed like up that. on the screen, yeah, yeah. and it was like speaking, interacting with people back and forth. So it was just like yo, like speak to someone like you don't know. It would say mm-hmm. like and ask them like yo, where say or ask them like where are you from and then it would also at the end it did the like shazam thing so it was like yo like shout out a song you want to listen to right and so it did the thing and then like everybody shouted and then like it played a few songs and 
I was, it was amazing to me because it was the first time that I ever seen that technology in that particular way could be used to add and be productive to like cultivating community, like building up the people of God and Mm -hmm. just in a, in a way that is so ethical and even that can push us like closer to like godliness and being Christ-like or whatever you want to say. But yeah, I I thought thought that was amazing. And I I think it might be something that we spoke to, or maybe we didn't get a chance to go into depth about it. But I also remember when they came out with that little choreography with a little dance, like they had the, they had the song. Dude, that was insane. They had the dancers come out and do their choreography to the song, like dance to the song. And when I tell you, it was like, I'm watching this and I'm like, bro, there's something about this, bro. (laughs) I'm like, this ain't no regular choreography. Like this just ain't no dance. And if, if you know me, like that's not something I'm tapped into. Like I don't dance. Like I don't, I'm not, you know how people don't can see a painting and be like, oh, I don't really see the, you know, I can see how this can be, you know, creative and beautiful, but I don't really get it. It's kind of yeah. like, I'm like, I'm that way for dance. Like, oh, yeah, that's cool. But it's like, yeah, like, sure. But when I, when I tell you they came out and I'm like, dang, bro, like, this is beautiful. Like, this, <laughs> it was really had something in me, like, feeling some type of way. And I'm like, God, God, I think God, what, what did you say, um, the, the 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 woman who oh, I forget her name the chosen she was like God is sick of not being known what what you know you remember that yeah he's the chosen unsatisfied God? with not being known he's unsatisfied with not being known and I think what you do when you exclude him from all these different hmm, avenues and realms that he could be showing his presence in it's kind of like you said you're putting him in a box and it's like God's like bro what are you doing like. I want to make my name known and I, and I'm going to do that in different ways. I can do that through dance, right? I, I can, I can do and a dance, something you're not speaking when you dance, but it's still sort of like a language. It's weird, but it's mm. like, I can't, I can't say the name of Jesus when I'm dancing, but God can still show himself through that. And it's like, I mean, That's even so look tough. at, look at, even look at David dancing. Like you, there are a lot of people who could look at that and they would agree that that, that was like, there was something spiritual about that, right? There's some. Mm-hmm. There's a worship aspect of that. That's that. That's some different. He was just dancing, like. So it's like even that, and and I don't know. I just think like we're saying, you can't put him in that box, and you have to hmm, look for God in everything because He is in everything, and you you'll find Him in everything. I even think about a lot of experiences that I had, and I, I believe we're so privy to this because we were birthed into a church that made this very clear and evident. Like I remember going to different services Mm -hmm. and you would literally have people who would come and dance and or come and sing. And then simultaneously you'd have like people to the left and right who were like prophetically, whatever was coming to them in the moment Mm -hmm. at the time in terms of the atmosphere they were in, literally creating like paintings of yeah, whatever yeah. they felt yeah. they were led to essentially create. Mm-hmm. And that was some of those first encounters and experiences I saw. then began to, yeah, see that broke down the idea of like, oh, wow, like God's there too. Like mm-hmm. he He uses that too. And I think that God, he doesn't wait. God will not waste anything. So mm-hmm. like, why? Mm-hmm. so why would God give you or give anyone 
like that passion and or desire for like that creative endeavor, like whether that be someone who wants to be a like a like an entrepreneur or who wants mm-hmm. to be in finance or who wants to dance and create choreography or right. make music and or who's just creative in the way in which they visually see things and graphic exactly. design and painting. Why would he give people those particular gifts if he didn't intend to use them for his glory? Like, Mm -hmm. all good gifts come from above. Mm -hmm. Every gift that we have isn't ours. So that's why we see people who do these great exploits, right? Even if they are a believer or not, and we get it twisted and and not understand that, like, what we're seeing is God through them, because the gift isn't theirs. It's not. So that even changes. That's a whole nother conversation about even it changing is. like your view and like how the idea of idolatry and looking at people higher than they are can be dismantled. But that is that is God's gift. And so I think even understanding that. Hmm. And I want to mention this because I think we just don't realize the intentionality of our being and who we are. And this is something hmm. I was going to talk about in this episode today although we've changed topics, but it is something we've heard before and we know, but Jeremiah 29, 11, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you before you were born. I sanctified you and I ordained you a prophet to the nations. We usually speak to this verse when it comes to advocating for life, particularly in a Christian context, but I believe we miss the message of intentionality that I believe it also conveys. And I was thinking about this when I was recently just listening to a sermon and they mentioned this verse about even the day that you were born, right? The time, the Mm -hmm. year, the circumstance, nothing haphazardly just takes place in our lives. Yeah. Like if we say we serve of a God of intentionality, that's something that we need to believe. Hmm. And I think sometimes we lose that in just like walking in the world and thinking like things are just like by chance or luck. Right. And so even just thinking about like the day that we were born, I don't believe in horoscopes or astrology Mm-mm. or anything Mm-mm. to that nature, but I do believe that the underlying sentiment that there is, some something very specific about the time in which you were mm. born cannot be right. neglected. It's right. perverted to move into a spirituality that's not rooted in the Bible, but the idea still stays the same that mm. we were all born. Like you weren't just born like you just weren't you weren't just born on June 3rd for no reason. You right. weren't born in the year of 2003 for just like God was just like, oh, yeah, like this would work. This sounds great. Mm-hmm. No, like there was intentionality for the time that you were born in, that you had a gift that was so necessary to that particular culture, to your family, to your community, to your mm-hmm. generation at that time, you know? And I was like, I don't know why that was just like hitting me Yo. differently, like as I was like hearing it, digesting and processing. But back to what we're saying, like, yo, like, you have a particular gift that is necessary. Mm-hmm. Like that wasn't just put there for you to, you know, kind of be lackadaisical with and or not really put your hand toward and manage. God wants to use that. So I, I use that verse to say that it's all intentional, like down to 
the day of our birth and everything mm-hmm. that we have, our personality, our perspective, like our mind, our interests, passions, and everything in between. And so I think that's just important to note, especially in our generation where I feel like we're such an unserious people. Like, Oh, mo- most definitely. <laughs> most definitely. In, in terms of like, uh, we have a very much, ooh, this is what it is. Like, it is what it is mentality. Hmm. And it started out as a joke, but it's not funny. It's not a joke, bro. <laughs> it's, we're, we're very just, not necessarily lackadaisical, but just kind of like, right. we take life as it comes to us. Mm-hmm. We go with the flow. And it's very much, um, like I said, like, it is what it is, or it's not that deep. That's what mm-hmm. I'm looking for. But it is. And I think that we've uh, subconsciously, we've taken on that idea so much Mm -hmm. that it has misconstrued the work of God and how he does things in our life. And Mm -hmm. we'll see something and think that it's just accidental when you miss the fact that that was an answer prayer. Like that's Mm -hmm. God saying, I hear you. Right. right? And so to overall point, he'll use it all. He'll use it. He wants to. You said something that really, really, like, opened up, like, a whole different thought process in my mind about, like, the horoscope thing and how, like, because I agree. I think you put it in language that I've never put it in before, but with the, Mm -hmm. I don't believe in any of that to the extent to where you're, like, looking at an app and it's telling you, like, what your day's going to look like and stuff like that. But it all just the underlying point, like you were saying, is just that, like, there's something hmm, intentional about your birth date. I think that at the at at the core of it, that's what it is. And I and I was thinking about even just different, maybe I guess even idols or things that people are attracted to, like horoscopes, like you know, um, even just like the stars and people who worship space and stuff like that. And even deeper than that, but those are the two main examples that are that are coming to my mind. I think people are attracted to those things because they see the God in it, like because God was there, like His hint, He. <laughs> His, he breathed on those things like he created the cosmos, you know, like you mm-hmm. said, he used your birthday and it was very intentional. So it's like people. But here's the thing. Like now I'm thinking about it. That's how the enemy works. Like he perverts what's already created. He cannot create anything. So like we're saying, if God is in everything, you can see his invisible attributes in what he has made. That what the enemy tries to do is pervert those things. And I think in instances like that, he tries to make those things God. And tries to point you away from the fact that it was, you know, the actual God that created them, if that makes sense. Like, that people are attracted to to the God in those things. But I digress. That's kind of like, you know, outside of the conversation. But um, I was thinking about the reason why I feel like this conversation is also important is because I, I think this conversation is why you have a lot of people who feel like they got to get on social media and preach. Like... Like, I feel like everyone feels like that's what they have to do. Like, social media is here. Like, I feel like I have to get on here and be a preacher. But I don't think everyone's called to that. But I think the reason why they they feel like they it's necessary is because they're despising their gifts, if that makes sense. We've, we've put weight on... We see, we see God in the preaching. We see God in the worship leading. We see God in, obviously, the scriptures... And I think when you fail to see God in your painting or you fail to see God in your administration gift and your managing gift and you fail to see God in those things, you'll begin to try to like despise those gifts 
and try to tap into other ones to be seen or to be accepted by God because God's only in those gifts, if that makes sense. Like God, God I, 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 I very clearly see God in those gifts. So I want to tap into those, but it's like, I'm reminded of the verse that says, don't forsake small beginnings. But I'm thinking like, bro, like a lot of us are forsaking our divine giftings too. And it's like, you can't forsake those gifts because God is in those as well. And that I think a lot of people are, are despising them and running from them and running towards other gifts that they clearly see God and most like clearly see God in. But like we're saying, God can be and wants to use those other gifts as well. And you cannot, a lot of people are putting God in a box in that way is what I'm saying. Like in that way, people are putting God in a box by despising their gifts. Yeah. We, we had a conversation when we were at chosen con, as we've mentioned a few times with Catherine or a woman named Catherine, and she spoke to this, basically saying that a lot of people possibly, I don't know if it's as present or um, relevant now, but don't see the value in themselves outside of being within the fivefold ministry. Essentially, fivefold being apostle, prophet, Mm -hmm. pastor, teacher, evangelist, I believe, are those that I mentioned. And since, you know, we we may have like a gift, but it doesn't align with what we see within church, we don't you don't believe that it can be used for his glory. I think that's right. a lot of that's a, a question a lot of people come across and find themselves in. It's like, okay, like, yo, like, how is God going to use this? Or like, yo, how can this be something that actually points to him? And it's a very valid concern. And I think it's because like we haven't and we're just now coming in contact with language and examples right. and blueprints for people to even kind of like grasp onto or at mm-hmm. least have representation toward of like, oh, wow, like I do love design or like, you know exactly. what, like I am extremely like organized and like and very much like put together and I can administrate in this particular way. But, oh, OK, like that's how they've used it to advance mm-hmm. the kingdom and help people assist in their mission or like whatever it may be. Which I, I think is so important and I have such a heart for. It. And that's really, you know, when we think about even the idea of like the podcast, you know, a part of the entire mission and message, even of like just different, is that that we all have a gift that God's given us to change the world. Exactly. And so like, you know, all these conversations and what we do is like just to help people equip them like in their everyday life so you can like go and do exactly that. Mm-hmm. Because he wants his glory to be like represented and seen like in every single space you know Mm -hmm. like we need more christians and representatives in law right Mm -hmm. we need more christians and representatives in government like we need more representatives in hollywood we need more representatives in finance and tech like every like in everywhere you know Mm -hmm. and so i think that we've gotten to a point where I believe we've seen the consequence of what happens when the church neglects the culture. And, you know, I think God wants it back. Mm. That's how I, that's how I feel. For, that's how I feel for 2024. Just so, y'all, just so y'all know what type of energy I'm on. God, God wants it back. We're seeing the ramifications of what happens when we neglect or don't allow people to be sent out into the world and be lights. You know, the fact that we live in a 
post-Christian society, a post-Christian yeah. culture, which all that means is the dominant worldview principle and value that people govern themselves by is not biblical. And it, 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 there's no context of Christianity and the values that right. govern it. It's completely opposite. And it's, you know, we've always had in history that kind of be the sentiment or idea, but it's happening now more so than ever before. And, you know, you got to think about people in our generation. There's so many people who grow up in homes where they don't understand or have never heard the message of Jesus in an uncompromised right. gospel and don't have context for that, right? Like, mm -hmm. I'm reading this book that I mentioned before. It's been taking me a minute to get through this book, y'all. <laughs> it'd be like that. It'd be like that. Because <laughs> you, you wrote this one, didn't you? You oh, read this one. Or you read not a little the whole bit of, thing. I read a little bit of maybe but, uh, like 50 pages. It's called Meet Generation Z, Understanding and Reaching the New Post-Christian World. And it basically just goes through, the first part of it goes through the statistics and of how like people identify their spirituality. That mm -hmm. most people now, for the, for the first time in history in the first generation, do not identify with mm -hmm. being a Christian or actually being religious at all. Right. And so we're in a space where people are indifferent toward religion. They're not even mm -hmm. neglecting God. They're just ignoring him. And with that being said, that comes, I believe, at the subsequent nature of how the body may have handled things for you sure know, in the past in terms of coming into the 21st century, not to get into a history lesson. Um, and yeah. How we, how we lost the culture. Yeah. And so and God, God, God wants it back and it's going to happen through us, you know, stepping into our gifts. Exactly. God wants it back. And, and I was thinking about it in this, this way as well, because I think some people, have listened to conversations like this and would listen to conversations like this and, and question us like and maybe in a hmm, I don't want to assume their mindset, but maybe it's like a you're saying like church isn't enough, da 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 like I don't know, maybe from from that perspective. But I think the way I'm looking at it is like I would begin to question people who don't think that God can use other gifts. Cause it's like if I'm looking at God and I'm like, yo, he's really holy omnipotent omnipresent all-knowing all-powerful like this is god like why wouldn't i have the belief or faith that he could and why wouldn't i think that he would want to use everything to show his glory and his power i think that's sort of the way that i look at it um, so i wanted to add that but also i was thinking about you said god wants it back and immediately I was thinking of this book. I'm is it called Kingdom Citizenship? It's a it's a Miles Moreau book, and I don't have it with me. I think it's called Kingdom Citizenship. But he was talking about well, first first he was saying how our faith isn't about religion; it's about citizenship, and it's about how we're citizens of God's kingdom, and how God created the earth to be an extension to His kingdom, and He has to <clears throat> sit, <clears throat> and and how He has. He, he wants to take over the earth to, to continue to be an extension of his kingdom. But the only way to do that is to expand his culture. That's why God tells us to make disciples of all nations so that we can expand God's kingdom culture on the earth. Right. But in the book specifically, he was he was speaking to how people question how I can see so much beauty, but also so much ugliness on this earth simultaneously. And he was saying how we have two worlds on one planet 
And he was saying how you have the kingdom of darkness and you have the kingdom of light. But what in the word speaks to this as well. But you have to understand how kingdoms work. He was saying how kingdoms innately like try to expand their kingdom and take over other people's domains and take over other nations. That's how kingdoms work. So he was saying you have two worlds on one planet. You have the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. And they're both fighting to have domain over the earth. And I was immediately reminded of what you said when you were like, God wants it back. And I immediately thought about mm-hmm. this parallel and like the earth and how in in years, like recent years, it's like, it, it's as if the earth has been really taken, been taken over by the kingdom of darkness. And it's like, God is calling people to go into these different realms, to use their gifts to spread the kingdom of light so that he can once have, once again, have domain over the earth. And I don't know. I think that's also a perspective you have to keep in mind because when you look at it like that, it's like, okay, that makes my gifting that much more imperative, right? Mm -hmm. So that we can take domain back over the earth. Cause like you said, God wants it back. And that's immediately what I thought of when you said it. It's like, yo, he wants the, this earth back. He, You know, like that's why he created it so that he could have, do, well, really so that we could have dominion over it, but by extension so he could have dominion over it. And so you have to keep that in mind too. And that's why it's that much more important. Yes, yes, I agree. And I would say all the same things. And to your point, this is this is all Bible in terms of what we're speaking to. So Matthew 28, 19 through 20, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, a call to mobilize and act to move into all nations and all the worlds. And then Matthew 5, and this is a parable, or rather Jesus speaking, something that we've heard before, but it says, starting in verse 13, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. So Matthew five sixteen is really one of the highlights that sums it all up. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. And so this isn't a message of like, I, 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 us, us, us. This is all about him. Again, to let our light shine before men that they may see this and it point back to him. We walk with authority and excellence, um, exemplifying such a standard that people know that it could not just be us. Um, and we take the opportunity every chance we get to make sure people know that and that's communicated. So this is all Bible and just getting to the nature of what God has called us to do, to go out, go out, make disciples, all nations, right? Um, Every sector um, in every place on the earth. 
And then I also want to mention, and these are a few that we've all heard before, but you can never hear them enough. And to your point of the fact that there's two kingdoms. And the point of a kingdom is they want to colonize to to what you, what you mentioned, right? So, like, you know, we've seen throughout world history, this is what um, our country, um, being America, has done time and time again, right? We have, like, gone out and we have taken, like, our power and we have gone to different islands and countries and tried to essentially impose our own beliefs and our ideals on these particular societies. And so, yes, we are in a war where we have two kingdoms that are now fighting over all the same territory. They want their rules, their standards, their values to now be imposed on the cultures of all these different places. And so even when it talks about like in Ephesians Six that we do not fight against flesh and blood, but right. principalities and spiritual mm-hmm. wickedness in high places. That's why it's always very important that we, as Christians, are seeing the world through a spiritual lens of what's really taking place. None of this is about black and white. It's not about conservative, liberal, Democrat, Republican, capitalist, or so. Like this is all a spiritual fight for. Who's going to govern? Is it going to be the principles of the kingdom or that of darkness? Right. And there's no in between. But hold on. let me find this real quick. Let me find this real quick. In First John 4, verse 4, even with all of this, it says, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They speak of the world, therefore they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. He who knows God hears him. He who is not of God does not hear us. But this is, by this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. But even with what you said, I think always just understanding, you know, we kind of we know how the story ends and, you know, it's nothing it's nothing to be nothing to be afraid of either. Right. More importantly, just in terms of, you know, how we're going out, how we're representing God, the the boldness we have there. There there is no need for fear there because of like who we have on our side Mm -hmm. and understanding the power of light. So that's more important than anything. And it's not a battle or fight that's in vain either right in terms of it being hopeless right it, it and, we, and we talked about this a while ago and, and, and in pockets a few times and too far gone you know like there is this overall sentiment of like pessimism that a lot of our generation has mm. but there's such a, a level of hope that I, I do believe god wants to give the world that's still so ever present and we just need to especially as believers continue to tap into that with how the scripture encourages us to do so like there's not a battle that can't be won and there's right. nothing that's lost if god's like here you know and this is why it's so important to have faith and i think i'm also like we mentioned previous conversation am understanding the depth of that and what you know god speaks about in scripture means like without faith like you cannot please god or move him there's mm-hmm. a lot of things we don't have because we don't believe 
we can actually get and we won't even ask for. And I think that perspective here is important because there was a message. Well, I I didn't come across, but it essentially talks about the perspective and narrative that we paint on our life and how that affects everything else that we do. And the idea is the fact that the story you tell yourself is a story you tell the world. And so if we are in this constant feedback loop of it's not enough, like everything is meaningless and we're too far gone, then if that's our narrative, that's the same story that we're going to continue to tell the world and how we present right. ourselves and how that how we act and not believing that there is still something God wants to do, like in us and through us for the world. And so I think like keeping that that level of faith in what is and what can be, I also just like want to highlight because I think that that definitely changes everything. And so, so yeah, that's definitely that's definitely the one. You got anything else? Going nah. Um no, that was a good conversation. That was that was impromptu. We weren't even expecting to go in that direction. <laughs> Y'all, we were literally talking about albums and <laughs> the music industry. We were talking about the music industry and then we just started yipping about this, bro. Talking about the music industry and no, okay, yo, okay. What? So this actually goes into this actually does kind of tie into the conversation we're having about the music industry. So Talk long story short, we were talking about how I don't know if people would know this or care, but we were talking about streaming services and essentially the difference between how music is being distributed than what it was in previous generations. So for example, like most of our parents, I believe possibly when they were growing up, you would have to literally go to a music store to buy music. Like there was no Apple, Spotify, YouTube. Like if you, if an artist released something, your favorite artist released a project, a record, album you would have to go to the store buy the album listen to it and that's how you were able to get your music nowadays like you know for however much you have to pay or like just going on youtube you can listen to literally any song at any time right and so we were we were speaking to that and how that changes the dynamic of how artists can even make money now, right? Because artists don't make as much money as they used to because people used to like literally go and like buy their albums. Now we just stream them and you get so like a significantly, it's almost robbery what we said, the amount of money you make per stream and like what you have to do to make a living off of that. Right. And so with, okay, so with that conversation, I bring all that up to bring it all back full circle for me and Jordan because in that there's a lot of discouragement for how am I going to make my dream work? Like I have this vision, I have this idea, I have this passion, I have this interest, but I don't know where the open door is going to come from or if I even should pursue this. And maybe again, like an effort that's just like in vain and, and not amount to anything or see the light of day. But I, God told me this and I actually, for whatever reason, I mean, I knew it was a verse, but not necessarily. And I was just reminded of it yesterday, but it's in Proverbs eighteen sixteen. Very simple. It's, it's extremely simple. And it says, a man's gift makes room for him and brings him before great men. Hmm. 
And yeah, that's all I heard early this year when I was like feeling super discouraged and yeah, I was down bad. And all I was felt was the fact that like, yo, your gift will make room. And so yeah, like whatever it may be, the gift the gift will make room, will give you, mm-hmm. provide you the open doors to get you to where like you need to go and give you that access or exposure that God wants to breathe on it, right? Because, yeah. you know, what I've been hearing and hanging on to, like, when it's God's, like, there's no need for a marketing plan. Yeah. Not that you shouldn't have one. Not that it's not necessary. I'm not saying that because you right. need to. But when it's God and it's his, he's going to get it exactly to where he wants. Mm. And so all we have to do is make sure that we're working on our gift, managing it well and being stewards of that. Right. Because if it's not making room, maybe it's because, you know, we still have more work that needs to happen on the gift and the process God wants to take it through. So wanted to end there because I think. You know, that can be in some people's mind, too. Just just to stay encouraged and on your feet. Be encouraged, y'all. I, I think the main thing that stood out to me and, and something I want to reiterate is just not, not despising your divine giftings because that's what they are. Those things you have an inclination to do, those things that you, hmm, you're just naturally more gifted at than, than most people, like not despising those things, right? I think one time I said on the podcast, like, sometimes the things God is counting on are the things that you're counting out. Refer- and referring referring that to your gift, it's like God's counting on that gift. And and you might be, you might have left that back when you was 10 years old and just not touched that thing, right? For the sake of what's realistic, for the sake of what's easier, for the sake of what makes more sense. It's like, yo, God, God wants to use that gift. So, yeah. Say that. That's it. Your, yeah, y'all. I hope y'all. I hope y'all. We you tapped in and enjoyed that. that was we good, love bro. y'all. I wanted to start this off if we was doing it formally, just with the salutation. We appreciate y'all. I've been getting a lot salutation. of salutation. <laughs> no, for real. Like we've been getting a lot of messages and DMs of people who I guess y'all out here preaching. Y'all starting Bible studies, Man. preaching at church, your youth group, becoming pastors, whatever it is, and y'all just talking to the fact that. Um, a lot of what you hear on the podcast is what you take and inspires you. Um, this imp- your own pursuit of what you're starting and the platform that you're like getting into, or just like message that we have that's like inspiring your own like sermons or mm-hmm. whatever you're teaching, whoever it is. Which is like so crazy it's to crazy. think about. But Very y'all crazy. are the realest ever. We love y'all so much. We got you know a lot. I'm excited about um, always soon. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything because every time I say something, it doesn't happen. So I'm not going to say anything yet. But um, when I do, I think y'all are going to love it. I'm super yeah. excited. Like, you know, we definitely not done yet. I remember whenever we got um, Mike Todd on, yeah. somebody was like, how'd y'all get it? Like, y'all weren't lying about the surprises. I'm like, nah, we got it in a vault. So we love y'all so much. Um, y'all just, y'all making our dreams come true. So we appreciate Thank y'all. y'all. So Thank y'all. Nonetheless... Y'all enjoy y'all weekend. Stay up. Go outside. You know what I mean? Get that vitamin D. Uh, Pause. Um, Come on, bro. (laughs) You didn't have to, bro. We knew what you meant, bro. (laughs) Stay up with your family. Get outside. Do something fun. 
Um, we'll, we'll we'll catch y'all next week. We got we got more for y'all. So Facts. stay you, stay real, and stay humble. Much love. <laughs>